podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Tuesday on which we are still waiting to hear what's happening with Romeo Lavia. So the news we have this morning is that he has not trained today and will not be involved in Southampton's EFL Cup game tonight. It seems like Lavia is now starting to force the issue from his side to get this move over the line. It has been a saga. It has been, frankly, quite ridiculous we should have had this deal done on the 16th or 17th of July. When the Fabinho offer came in, which was the 15th of July, we should have been immediately on the phone to Southampton to find out what was needed and make that a reality and have him in. He would then have had three and a bit weeks of preseason and would be ready to play for us on Sunday against Chelsea. As it is, He's only played about 100 or so minutes in preseason, so very unlikely that he is up to match fitness and very unlikely that Jurgen would throw him in. We know that Stefan Basetic is now back in training, but he's not ready either. Um, and Thiago's back in training, but again, he's missed all of preseason. They're not going to want to throw him in. So the likelihood is we go into this game at the weekend with Curtis Jones at the sixth. It's not the worst thing in the world. Is it ideal? No, absolutely not. Far from it. Is Curtis a six? No, not in any way, shape or form. Is Curtis good in that position? No, not at all. But he will do something of a job. He will give us give us everything he has in that position. And considering Chelsea are themselves a big old mess at the moment, I'm not overly concerned about the midfield. What does concern me is Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson has been a shambles in preseason. And Andy Robertson was awful last season. And it's not down to the change in system. Andy Robertson was awful in the old shape as well. And it wasn't just last season when, you know, Virgil was bad and Trent was bad. It was the last six months of the previous season as well. And Robertson wasn't great in the first six months of that season either. He never fully recovered from that ankle issue that he had. Andy Robertson looks like a lad that's just played far too much football, is the simple fact of it. He looks like a lad who's been run into the ground, because he has been. Because for years, we had no cover for him. And then when we did get cover for him in Costas, Jürgen didn't use Costas nearly enough. Andy Robertson has played 267 games for Liverpool that's competitive games 
for Liverpool in the last six years. In terms of international football, he's also played around 50 games. You're talking about an average of 50 plus games for six straight years. And they're hard games because Robbo covers an immense amount of ground and he does most of it at high speed. He's not a player who ambles. Robbo is full bore all the time and there's just no off switch with him. So he's got, I believe, too much football in his legs over the last uh, six years. And I think that moving forward, he needs to be used in spots. I think he needs to be used in a way where he's only playing if we're playing a conventional back four and he's playing as a conventional left back. He is a complete liability in this back three. I still think he can be a good player in a back four if he's playing one game a week. If he's asked to play every single game it's going to be a disaster. Yesterday, we played Darmstadt in our last preseason game. It worries me as well that we've played only one good team in preseason. We've played Dross for the most part, but minutes in the legs are minutes in the legs. But in that game yesterday, Andy Robertson was a liability defensively, and their goal, the only goal that they managed to score in their six preseason games uh, was entirely down to Andy Robertson charging at a position to press somebody when he had no chance of getting near the ball, causing Virgil to shift, causing Ibu to shift, causing Trent to try and cover back in. If Robertson is where he is, where he should be, Virgil is closer to where Ibu is, and Ibu is where Trent is. And if Ibu is where Trent is, that goal doesn't happen. Defensively, we look all over the place. And it is because of the lack of a six and the lack of a proper left-side centre-back to play in this back three. And I keep seeing people say, oh, well, he's doing what Klopp is asking him to do. Look at his heat map from yesterday. That's the heat map of a left-winger, not of a centre-back. If Andy Robertson is doing what Jürgen asks him to do, why is Costa Simicus playing the role in a completely different way? This is the same bullshit that we heard for years about Henderson. Oh, he's doing what the manager wants him to do. Why then, when Henderson played the six, did Emre, Ginny, and Fab all play it in a completely different way? They all played it one way, and he played it a different way. The same with the right side at eight. Harvey, Naby, Ox, Milner, Ginny, Thiago all played that role over the last couple of years. And they all played it in a similar way, except him. He played it in a totally different way. But apparently he was doing what the manager asked him to do. So why was the manager asking him to do one thing and then everybody else, who all, by the way, had far more contrasting styles of play and far more contrasting skill sets, Why were they playing it in a different way? Why were they all playing it in one way and him the other? Same at the sixth position. It's nonsense that fools online made up. Well, this is what the manager wants. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. 
This is a manager letting somebody who's a trusted disciple freelance outside the system. And it hurt us for years with him, and it's going to hurt us for years with Robertson, unless it gets rectified in this window. If Andy Robertson's going to be in the team, it needs to be a conventional back four. It's that simple, really. If we want to play a back three, we have to sign a left-footed centre-back. And the alternative to that is to play Joe Gomez there. And I know it's not ideal because, A, he's not left-footed, but B, and more, more pressing, is the fact that Joe Gomez has been poor now for about 18 months since coming back from the knee injury. But that knee injury can take a lot of time to heal from. Joe has looked decent in preseason. Not great, but decent in preseason. Joe took a lot of flack for the Real Madrid game. Joe is at fault for one of the Real goals. Somebody else was at fault solely for two of them. But we weren't allowed to mention it. Robertson is going to be problematic this season if we play a three, and he's part of it. He just doesn't have the discipline. He doesn't have the awareness. He doesn't have the traits. He's a very good player. Andy Robertson's a very good player, but it's been 18 months now of him not being a very good player. It's not just about the system. It's too much football and the system. So that needs to get rectified. The midfield needs to get rectified. We need two. Everybody knows we need two. We need Lavia plus another. It's a lot to do in just over three weeks. A lot to do. But it's enough time to make it happen. It's more than enough time to make it happen. But Jörg Schmatke needs to get his shit together. Because so far his tenure as sporting director or acting sporting director or whatever his actual title is, so far his tenure entails entirely of going to Leipzig, asking if they take less, being told no, and paying a buyout clause. And that's it. Other than that, he's pricked around with the Lavia deal. He's failed to make the Nat Phillips sale. And he spent time at his villa in Ibiza. The fact that he's working remotely is a farce and really does say he's not the one making many of the decisions. He's just doing what Jürgen tells him to do. We should have hired a proper sporting director. Jürgen be damned. I don't care if Jürgen wasn't keen on certain people. Jürgen shouldn't have a say in it. Get the best available person in the door. Instead, we've missed out. We missed out on Tim Steedpen. He decided he wasn't going to wait. He took the West Ham job. He would have been ideal. One of the best talent spotters in Europe, a noted negotiator, someone who's data-driven and would have brought us back to what made us great. He would have been ideal. Instead, we got Jörg Schmacke, who was retired and now works from his villa.
We could have got Christoph Freund. Instead, we sat on our hands and he's now gone to Bayern. Christoph Freund is widely seen as the best young sporting director in the world. We didn't make a move for him. Tremendous stuff, really. It appears like the only person we considered other than Jörg Schmacke, like properly considered, was um, Marcus Kroos of Eintracht Frankfurt. And he turned us down. Was he the only person we could have looked at? That's very strange. Anyway, on This Is Armfield, there's a bunch of stuff about the preseason games. Uh, we have confirmation that our good friend and very bold colleague, Anthony Taylor, will take charge of Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, we don't like him. Chelsea fans hate him. So that might go in our favour. Um Salah turns creator and four players top for minutes Liverpool preseason in stats. Uh, games played five, draws, I'm oh, sorry, wins three, draws one, and defeats one. We scored 18, we conceded 11. Our attack look, looks dynamite. Our defense looks tragic. 29 minutes, 29 players played. Virgil, Salah, Trent, and Cody played the most. Darwin and Jota scored the most. Mo had the most assists with seven, which is impressive. Uh, Virgil played played in all five games, as did Ibu, Robbo, Trent, Mo, Darwin, Luis, Gomez, Matip, Costas, Alexis, Cody, Ben Doak, Tiago Jota, Gerald Kwanzaa, and McConnell. <clears throat> um, Allison played in four. Elliot, Clark, Zabozlai. Scanlon and Jones also played four. Kelleher, Bradley, Fraundorf and Kumas played two. Adrian, Yaros and Pitaluga played in one. Um, Darwin, Jota got four. Diaz got three. Cody and Mo got two each. Bobby Clark, Ben Doak and Virgil all scored one. Assist-wise, Mo got seven. Jota got three. Cody, Alexis, Trent, Darwin, Matip, Robbo, Virgil, and Dominic all had one assist each. Um, And that's basically that. Let's see what else we have. Um, Christopher Nkunku has been ruled out of the game on Sunday. He's having knee surgery, so he'll be out for a little while. Liverpool received several inquiries for Nat Phillips. I mean, a deal to Leeds was meant to be done, and now where things are still being pricked about. Just get him gone. Why is he still at the club? Like, genuine question. Why is he still at the club? Uh, on Liverpool.com, there's a couple of pieces on Lavia. There's a piece about Cody. Another piece on Lavia. Player ratings for the preseason friendly. Piece about Kefren Turam, another piece on Lavia, a uh, piece about Jurian Timber, piece about Dominic, a piece about Alexis, and a couple of pieces about uh, Pep Guardiola. I must have ch- clicked on to mancity.com. 
Um, Romano made himself an appearance to scam some money at the weekend and said that the reason we didn't go ahead with the Kefren Turan deal is because it was too expensive. Just not the case at all. We we signed Dominic instead. Like, it had nothing to do with cost. We just signed a different player who actually cost quite a lot more. So, you know, Fabrizio tries to pretend he's got sources everywhere. Unless an agent calls him and says, this is what's happening. He has no clue what's going on. He is a shill for agents. That's what he's basically elevated himself into doing. When an agent wants to push a narrative, he goes to Romano. That's basically how it happens. Uh, On to AnfieldIndex.com. Jamie Carragher slams Liverpool's transfer tactics. Lavia saga continues. Liverpool's fourth bid for Lavia. Will Southampton finally say yes? There's another piece on Lavia. There's a piece about the preseason. A couple of pieces about the preseason, actually. Podcast-wise, there is a new minefield, which is always brilliant. Uh, Tim Ljungkrantz, I'm going to say. Ljungkrantz. A bit like Lundberg, but different. Um... There's a Pro Plus, Trev and Dave. There is a Scouted, myself and Carl, uh, going over the transfer windows of Man City through Wolves. Uh, There's a Positivity podcast. So that's there. Um, There's a new Scouted recorded this morning, which will be out hopefully later today or tomorrow. And aside from that, the only other thing I want to make you aware of is if you are a subscriber to Anfield Index Pro and you are part of our Discord community, you can get involved in a competition to win a thousand pounds of cash money. So our good friends and sponsors at Liberty Shield have put up a thousand quid for a Premier League prediction competition. So the deadline is Friday, the 11th of August. That's this Friday coming at 8pm. So the first Premier League game, Burnley versus City, kicks off at 8pm. You have to have your answer in before that first whistle goes. You have to predict the top four in order. You have to predict the bottom three in order. The Premier League Golden Boot winner, the FA Cup winner, and the EFL Cup winner. So you've got to get all 10 predictions correct to win £1,000. If multiple people get all 10 correct, it'll be split between them. You can also predict the Champions League and Europa League just for fun. They're not part of it, but just predict them anyway for the crack. Um, So yeah, get involved on the Anfield Index Discord. And of course, if you're looking for a VPN ahead of the football season to go with your uh, IPTV and whatever else, do check out libertyshield.com. And that's it. That's all I have for today, folks. So I will be back tomorrow. You take care of yourselves now. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, 
where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.